98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The top story, Siwa Leung says he believes Hong Kongers who've moved abroad have no intention of staying away for good. The Labor Minister says offering $2 public transport fares is the best possible concession for people aged 60 to 64. And victims of an oil tanker blast in the South China Sea are flown to the SAR for emergency treatment. The former chief executive, C.Y. Leung, has argued that Hong Kong people who've left the territory haven't actually emigrated because they haven't relinquished their SAR passports or ID cards. Speaking on commercial radio, Mr. Leung said they're maintaining their Hong Kong identity and keeping open the uh, option of returning. These so-called migration cases, including those who obtained British national overseas passports to the UK, they're not migrating, they're just relocating. They move from Hong Kong to the UK or places like Australia and Canada. Why? I've never heard of these people relinquishing their SAR passport and ID card to the SAR government. Mr. Leung said as long as the SAR handles its political problems well, there's still much room for development. He says the authorities could help clear up misunderstandings about political developments here. And the Labour Minister says offering cheap public transport is the best way for the SAR to help people aged 60 to 64. And the scheme won't put a long-term burden on the economy. Frank Jung reports. Writing on his official blog, Lord Shi Kuang used a phrase introduced by President Xi Jinping, saying that the $2 fare scheme maximized the sense of gain for senior citizens, bringing them more satisfaction than any form of support. He said people had saved up to $500 a month since the age limit was reduced from 65 in February. He says allowing people to pay only $2 for a trip is obviously the best possible perk for people who don't yet qualify for other subsidies. He brushed aside concerns that the cost would balloon as the SAR's population ages, saying projections show that the number of people in the 60 to 64 age bracket will peak in just two years. And he said he was almost certain that the scheme will stay within its budget of $6.3 billion this year. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says Hong Kong has done its part in defending national security by strengthening economic security. Writing on his official blog, Mr. Chan pointed to the fact that banks had passed regular stress tests and said the financial system was able to withstand volatility triggered by external factors. He said the local economy contracted in the first quarter but could recover if Hong Kong moved toward zero COVID infections. An oil tanker has exploded 300 kilometers east of Hong Kong, killing one person and injuring six. Aaron Tam reports. The government flying service said it was notified of the explosion by the Maritime Rescue Coordination Center at around 4 p.m. yesterday and sent two helicopters and one fixed-wing aircraft. Once rescuers arrived, they found that one of the crew members had died and that a fire on the 120-meter-long Panama Register tanker had been put out. Three Indonesian men in their 30s were seriously injured, including one with second-degree burns, covering 30% of his body, and others with burns on their faces. Two other Indonesian men and a Burmese man, all aged between 30 and 40, had less serious injuries. The injured crew members were taken to Eastern and Queen Mary hospitals. 
The education minister, Kevin Young, says he's confident parents won't be tempted to lie about their children's COVID test results when classes resume in the coming week. He says his confidence is based on experience and his belief that parents won't want to give their children the wrong message. All pupils and staff must take an at-home rapid test before classes every day. Defending the government's decision to offer free test kits only to those in need, Mr. Young said the price of tests had not surged and he believed most families could cope with the cost. Mainland officials have reported an increase in the number of asymptomatic COVID cases in Shanghai, with 21,582 new infections identified yesterday, up from just under 20,000 a day earlier. Symptomatic cases fell slightly to 3,238. Overall, the mainland reported 26,000 new COVID infections. And to the weather forecast, mainly cloudy today, one or two light rain patches, maximum temperature 23 degrees, the outlook sunny in the next few days, and a few showers midweek. The current temperature is 24 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 60%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Russia says its troops have completely cleared the besieged and heavily bombarded city of Mariupol of Ukrainian troops after weeks of intense fighting, apart from one location. Its defense ministry spokesman, Igor Konashenkov, said the remaining Ukrainian fighters should surrender. The entire urban area of Mariupol has been completely cleared of the militants of the Nazi formation Azov, foreign mercenaries and Ukrainian troops. The remnants of the Ukrainian group are currently completely blocked on the territory of the Azov-style metallurgical plant. Their only chance to save their lives is to voluntarily lay down their arms and surrender. President Zelensky has acknowledged that Ukrainian soldiers are blockaded and that the situation is extremely difficult. There's a huge humanitarian crisis. There's a lack of food, of water, of medicine. However, the guys are heroically defending themselves. We're grateful to them for that. But gratitude is not enough. So other plans and negotiation processes are being developed. Honestly, there's no trust in the Russian negotiators in Mariupol. The great-granddaughter of Soviet-era leader Nikita Khrushchev has told the BBC that President Vladimir Putin may be prepared to use battlefield nuclear weapons, if necessary, to win the war in Ukraine. Nina Khrushcheva, who is an international affairs professor based in New York, said the Russian leaders saw himself as the latest in a long line of strong Russian leaders dating back to Peter the Great. I think this war is really the one that Putin plans to win and plans to win at any cost. That is suggesting if he needs to declare victory and he may need to use tactical nuclear weapons, I'm not predicting that, but that could be one of the options that the Russians may be prepared to use because some of the people in the government have already kind of vented this idea as a possibility. Britain's Prince Harry and his wife Meghan have paid tribute to the people of Ukraine at the Invictus Games. The Duke of Sussex, who set up a sporting competition for injured military veterans, told the opening ceremony the world was united with Ukraine. The Duchess praised the country's team for making the journey to the Netherlands to take part. For each team, my husband and I both recognize it's been a lot to get here, both physically and emotionally, not least of which for the Ukraine team. 
whom we are all standing with. Oksana, team, we talked about it yesterday. Slava Ukraini. The Ukrainian athletes were given special permission by President Zelensky to attend. They received a standing ovation when they arrived at the ceremony in The Hague. And to sport, and in football, Liverpool have reached their first FA Cup final in a decade after a narrow 3-2 win over Manchester City. Jurgen Klopp's side raced into a 3-0 lead with goals in the first half before Pep Guardiola's team launched a fight back after the break. Guardiola defended goalkeeper Zach Steffen's blunder, which gave Liverpool their second goal. It can happen, so it's an accident. So I'm pretty sure that Zach doesn't want to do it. So it's football, and sometimes, it's, you know... The strikers miss the chances in front of the keepers all the time, and but the, the keepers is more, uh, yeah, they punish you more. Crystal Palace play Chelsea in the second semifinal tonight. Patrick Vieira's side will have to do without one of their key players on loan midfielder Connor Gallagher, who's from uh, whose form for Palace this season has earned an England call-up. Chelsea, his parents' side, refused him permission to play. Vieira doesn't agree with the decision. For me, it's of course frustration, but the frustration is more for Connor because he played every single round. He's been doing really well and uh, not having the opportunity to be on the field and to have this kind of experience is something that he will miss. But we knew what we were going on and we knew that playing Chelsea will be uh, something that Connor will not going to take part of it. And of course, missing Connor will give an opportunity to another players to step in and um, and to do well for the team. And to end the news, our top stories once again. C.Y. Long says he believes Hong Kongers who have moved abroad have no intention of staying away for good. And the Labour Minister says offering $2 public transport fares is the best possible concession for people aged 60 to 64. And victims of an oil tanker blast in the South China Sea are flown to the SAR for emergency treatment. That's the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Yeah.